return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Jesus, in India, we bless you in the name of Jesus. People that will join us from there as well. Thank you, Lord. You know, God's moving all over the world. Amen. And uh, for a lot of people, it's already Sunday night, so they've already had their services and praising the Lord, but uh, this is our time right now. Thank you, Jesus. Well, so I want to talk. We've talked on the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in you and so forth. And one of the things the Holy Spirit does, the Spirit produces fruit, and one of those things is joy. I want to talk about joyful living. Amen. Let's look at Psalm, Psalm 98 a second. Psalm 98, you know, if we have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit guides us, the Holy Spirit leads us, the Holy Spirit shows us things, the Holy Spirit helps us, He's a helper, uh, uh, all those things. Psalm 98 just says, Sing unto the Lord a new song, for He's done marvelous things. His right hand, His holy arm have gotten Him the victory. Now, first of all, who are we singing to? We're singing to the Lord, right? We're singing to Jesus, right? We're, we're coming to bless God. The next thing it says, sing unto the Lord a new song. So it's a new song. That means it's new to you. It means it's a song, a personal song in your life. So now this isn't an audition for to be in a choir. This is a song of praise to the Lord. Now, how many here has God done something in your life? Well, I hope most of you, all of you would say that, right? So God has done something. So, so the Bible talks about... When we have freedom and liberty in the Holy Spirit, because when, where the Holy Spirit is, there's liberty, right? So we become very uh, self-conscious. We're very self-conscious of who we are. I can't sing. My voice isn't good. I don't know what to say. All these things. And we're, we're thinking about me rather than him. And so the Bible's just talking about when we talk about entering into the Holy Spirit and being led by the Holy Spirit, we're in his presence and we just start singing to him. And we're just singing to him what he's done. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Hallelujah. You start singing about things that he's done in your life. Now, it's pretty tough to sing and be depressed at the same time. I mean, now, country western, you could do that. But otherwise, in gospel, you can't. All right? So you're making melody in your heart unto the Lord. So you start singing. It's funny, you know, people... People go to bars and nightclubs and they have drinks and everything. And later at night, people are singing and doing things, so forth, in the natural, all right? Worldly things, dumb things. But we have the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit, we can praise our God who saved us and touched us and blessed us. Now, this is a challenge, isn't it? Most people never sing outside of church. Most Christians, I'm talking about. Most Christians never sing outside of church. They go to their job. They're driving to their job like this. They do their job. They come home. They're not, they don't, where's the, the song of the Lord? You have to understand the Holy Spirit in us produces a song, produces music. Music is of God. The devil corrupted it. I understand that. But music is of God. 
And so we sing a new song. You just start singing. What am I going to sing? Just start singing. <laughs> just start singing what he did. Just start singing what he's doing. Just start singing who he is. Now, that's a challenge. That's an assignment. So write, you should have some notes. Write down your notes. I have an assignment to sing this week. <laughs> I have an assignment to sing to the Lord. Not to your friend, not to anybody else. To the Lord, what he has done. He has done in all of our lives, he's done marvelous things. He is so gracious and so good. But the Bible says the very breath that we have comes from him. So, so everything we have is his. And so singing is one of those wonderful things that he wants to bring out of us. You can go out and sing and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You can sing in the spirit. You can do all kinds of things. Exalting his name. Now, the next verse is down. Verses four through six talks about making a joyful noise. Now, it doesn't say what that noise sounds like, but we sing joyfully. Say joyfully. <laughs> On all the earth, break forth into song. Rejoice. Sing praises. Sing with the harp, the, the sound of the sound, the trumpets, the sound of the horn. Sing, shout joyfully before the Lord, the King. Now, the church... The church people should be people that do this. We, we, people do it, of course, for sports. They get excited and, and they shout and so forth. And usually if, if it's their team, they're shouting joyfully, right? But, but we should do it for our King, Jesus. Now, this is what the Holy Spirit gives us. The Holy Spirit gives us these things. Why? We're constantly in adversity, but he, he is above all that. And He is the one who leads us. He is the one who directs us. He is the one who helps us. And so it says, we can shout joyfully. We can shout joyfully here again. And we're breaking forth into song and we're singing praises. Amen. Think about this. When was the last time you just gave out a shout? Joyful to the Lord, right? Who is it to? It's to the Lord. We're not demonstrating this for other people. You're shouting joyfully to the Lord, to the Lord. So when we talk about a relationship with Jesus, this is personal. It's not about a church membership. It's not about an organization. It's about this personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, to get born again, you've got to come into personal relationship, right? But most, most evangelical churches stop there. Don't go any farther than that. And so they go to church. Most people show up today and they'll go there and they'll sit. They'll do their duties, so to speak. And they'll leave. Maybe not even sing much in the church. Get in the car. Think about what they're going to eat. Go to work throughout the work work week and never, never think about singing. Never think about shouting joyfully. Never think about bringing anything back to the Lord. The Holy Spirit, you see, he gives us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus Christ. So the Holy Spirit in us is leading us to do these things. Now, you're not going to hear this in churches that, that don't believe in the freedom of the Holy Spirit. You're not going to hear this. But you see, it's in the Bible, right? If it's in the Bible, then we have the authority to do it. You're not doing this for somebody else. You're not auditioning. You're doing it. And you're not doing it as a show. You're doing it as to the Lord. 
There's something fun about that. Amen. Like even, you know, you know, have you ever gone to gyms, you know, and people got all their earphones in, you know, and so forth like that. Well, I have I have an earphone also and so forth. And I'm on this machine. Well, no one can hear me. So I'm just praying in tongues. I'm going, hallelujah. And then later I'm on another machine. I'm walking. I can put it in an incline. I'm walking. So I put out my hands like this. No one has any idea what I'm doing. They're thinking, that guy's working on his balance. That old man, that's good. He's working on his balance. And I am. But in the meantime, I'm praying out loud in tongues. As I listen to worship music. And I'm exalting. No one else knows any different. They're all listening to their own stuff too. So in this room, huge, huge place. And every day we have opportunities. You can be in your car. Singing away. Who cares what someone else might see and look in their car? But you can shout. You know, a lot of people come to a prayer meeting. You know, prayer meetings are quiet. They're real quiet. See, can that little mouse in the corner here? You know, I mean, they're real quiet. I don't think the upper room was quiet. I don't think when people are around exalting Jesus, I don't think it was quiet. I don't think the triumphal entry into Jerusalem when they're shouting, I don't think it was quiet. I think it was very, very noisy. I think, I think the church world has lied to the body of Christ that somehow being reverent is being quiet. It is wrong. It's a lie. That's a lie. Quietness isn't not, is not equated with reverence. I grew up in a denominational church. I was... I was a good Lutheran and so forth, and you were quiet. You didn't move. You're just little soldiers. But never any praise. Never any excitement. Happiest part about the service is when it was over. Everybody could get out and walk out. They're glad to get out. If it was Sunday like this, a Sunday service, we're glad. You know, people light up a cigarette, grab a beer, head to the game, do something, you know. That was the fun part of their day. Jesus, though, I get saved. I get saved in a bar, so I know what the world does. Now I get saved. Funny thing is, I went, I went to my church that I was part of at the college at that time, and the day before, and I knew athletics because I was an athlete at SCSU, so I knew how people shouted and so forth. And now I'm in there looking at the, some of the same people who were just mute. Didn't say anything, didn't make any noise. Do you suppose Jesus would love it when we praise him? That's the question. Would Jesus love praise? The answer is yes. Shout to the Lord. Well, what am I going to shout? Who he is. See, that's just it. We, we, we don't allow the Holy Spirit to help us. But we can shout, you're my king. You're my savior. You're my deliverer. So, so your relationship has to be personalized. It's a personal relationship. Something has to happen in your heart to his heart. Otherwise, you're just religious. Otherwise, we're just, folks, let's, let's face it, you're just playing a game like the rest of the world. But there's something happens when we enter in. Paul and Silas in the jail cell entered in, and pretty soon, even though it was, even though they'd been whipped and beaten, their clothes had torn off, and all these things as dark as dark can be, and they began singing loudly, praising loudly. Everybody heard them loudly. 
They were not intimidated. Psalm 100 verse 1 says to make a joyful noise. Shout in the Lord with all, all your lands. Make a joyful noise. In other words, is, is make a joyful noise all your lands. Joy, what, what is that? Just sing. You're joyful. Now, why should we be joyful? If you're forgiven of your sins. Think about this. If you're forgiven of your sins, you've got a reason to be happy. If you're forgiven of your sins. Think about it. Now, now praise God, he forgave me. You've got a reason to be joyful. You have a reason to be happy. Now, if you're continuing sin and sin, well, of course, that's kind of heaviness. All right. But get rid of that. Turn from that. Turn around. Follow Jesus. And you've got a reason to praise the one who forgives you. See, it's a personal relationship. We're all different. We all come from different places. However, he's the same savior for all of us who's redeemed us and we personalize what he's done. Look in Luke chapter 2. Now, Luke chapter 2, this verse is, of course, at Christmas. People read it and so forth. But the angel said, don't be afraid. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. So here the angels are bringing this word that a Savior is born. All right. It's the angels report. And basically they're saying your answer is here. Your Savior is born. Your answer is here. Here's your answer. And this will produce. There's a that produces something. It's good news, produces great joy, and it's to everybody. It's good news, produces great joy, and it's to everybody. In other words, it's available to everybody. That's what the result should be. The result then should be great joy. Good news, available to everybody, but the result is great joy. Now, if that's the case... Why are so many in the body of Christ? Let's just focus on the body of Christ because this is for us. Amen. But if that's the case, how come so many people in the body of Christ are angry? How many people are in the body of Christ that are so, so sober, you know, downcast? If it's supposed to produce great joy, good news, it's available to everybody, everybody that there is. Then somehow, somehow there's a disconnect. That people have not responded to the very early message from the angel for all of us, of course, especially at Christmas, but all the time, always there in the word. People have not responded to what he said. If you respond to the Holy Spirit, it produces joy. If we're not grateful for the little things he's done for us, if you're faithful in the little, you can be faithful of much. If you're not faithful in the little things, how could you be faithful in big things? So we thank him for salvation. We thank him for peace. We thank him for life. We thank him for breath. So then, of course, once we start doing that, what happens? It opens the doors to many other things. Because why? We're living the life in his presence. Good news for everybody, but it produces great joy. That's the challenge again. Write down, write down in your notes to, to shout with joy. 
and to remember what he's done. So the Holy Spirit comes. The Holy Spirit comes. And for most of us, we're waiting. Now, he's already come and Jesus has already sent the Holy Spirit. He's proclaimed blessings and so forth. Now, we're still waiting, though, for God to do something. And God is waiting for us to respond to what he's already done. So for many Christians, they're just waiting, Lord, move. Lord, do something. Lord, we pray and answer. Lord. And the Lord is saying, you know, I have already moved, Dave, and I answered 15 things last week. And you're, you're walking in this life that I've given you and you haven't said anything. So our response, our response is very, very important. How you respond to the word of God. Now, choice or, or uh, uh, joy is not, is not, uh, 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 it's a choice. It's a choice. Sometimes we're waiting for all these things to happen and then, I, then I'll be joyful. No, no, no. You respond to what he's already done. Again, think about this. Salvation has come to you and I. Salvation from our sins. A home in heaven has come to you and I because of what Jesus Christ has done. We deserved punishment. We deserved hell. And instead we get grace and we get heaven. (laughs) Wow. What an exchange. I give him my little all and he gives me his big all. And all of a sudden I realize, wow, this is wonderful. See, if, if the world is looking for answers, if the world is looking for answers and we have the answers, how are they going to see that unless they see something different in you and I? In California and in many states now, they're li- whole organizations licensing, licensing people that are fortune tellers and so forth. And you can know what's going to happen tomorrow and they're going to give you a word and... And you know what? Christians are calling those people. They want a word. They, they want a word. And I said, one time I was speaking at a church in Canada, very prophetic church and so forth, and we were up there, invited up there to minister and everything. And I said, how many need a word today? 200 hands went up. They were looking for a word. And I said, you know what? I got a book full of them. I got a book full of them. Words from the Lord. And you know what happened? They all went, oh. uh." See, if people would go down, and the Lord says to you about this, and the Lord says to you about this, and the Lord says to you about this, people whoa, 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 God's moving today. Hallelujah. But then I read at home, and the the Lord says this to me, and the Lord says this to me, and I go, whoa, God's moving. See, I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting for somebody. Give me a word. Give me. A, no, no. I get words all over. There's just tons of words. Just hundreds of pages of words. Prophetic words. We we're talking one this morning. Just coming up again, you know, from 924. I will bless you. Which is the day today's date, actually, September 24th. In the book of Haggai, I will bless you. I think claiming it. Hallelujah. 
See, we're waiting for something. We're waiting. God, do something. Most prayer meetings, God, do something. God, do something. And God says, would you do something, please? It's like so many people are praying, someone to get saved. And he's saying, uh, will you go talk to them? Send someone, Lord. How about you go and talking to them? Have someone share. How about you sharing with them? So the Holy Spirit is working in our lives to, to help us, give us strength, anoint us to do what he wants to do in the world today. And you actually don't have to wait for any prophetic word or anything like that. You know, prophetic conferences, people, I want to go to that prophetic conference. Sadly, my response to a lot of people is, why don't you just read your Bible? Why don't you read your Bible? We've got a lot of people, the end times, the end times. Why don't you just read your Bible and shine for Jesus today? Of course it's the end times. He said that in the book of Acts. The last days I pour out my spirit. That's where it started. Of course it's the end times. You don't have to read a book to know that. Read the book. Wow. So Luke 1, Luke 1. So, so in, the, in the story there, it says, The voice of the greeting came to my ears. The babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she that believed there will be a fulfillment or performative of those things which were told her from the Lord. So Mary is coming, and she greets Elizabeth. Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist. And Mary <clears throat> has responded to the Holy Spirit. And she, by the Holy Spirit, has Jesus on the inside of her. And, and uh, notice that the babe, Elizabeth says, like, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Now, I believe, I believe joy is resident in every believer. And little children, of course, who don't even believe. Like, we'd go to church when Jeannie was pregnant. And, and uh, there was times that I was sitting there and I'm thinking, whoa. Like, so I just see the baby moving in her. God bless you ladies. It's like I could see either knuckles or a foot or something like that. All rejoicing in the Lord. Babies rejoicing. Babies do that all the time. Church is a fun place. If you're pregnant, come to church. <laughs> It'd be a fun time. Even babies, babies, you know, can be a loud service, but a baby's sitting there and the baby's sleeping. Why? Because of the presence of the Lord. Peace. The peace of God. Just, just, just Loudness doesn't affect them all. There's... Peaceful, sleeping away, and so forth like that. So the baby leaps in her womb for joy. And Elizabeth thinks of that as joy. It's joyful that, that John has heard the voice of the mother of our Lord. So I think joy has to be stirred up. So as a believer, you get saved, you get saved, you get forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. But then you have to stir up joy. Now, this isn't like waiting for the Holy Ghost. He's not going to come along with a little zapper like, today's your day. Hallelujah, hallelujah, I'm happy, you know. Wow, what a service that was. Folks, it's how we can live every day. That's how we can live. We can live. Now, I'm not talking about just emotion. I'm just talking about this relationship. If I'm aware that I'm forgiven. I'm aware that I'm redeemed. I'm aware that he's my provider and he's my deliverer and he's my healer. It makes me act different, right? What the world needs to see is Jesus, right? Can we all say that? Amen. amen. 
Okay, the world needs to see Jesus. Where are they going to see Jesus? They're going to see Jesus in you and I. Amen? They're going to, they're, the world isn't going to go to a Bible, but the, but the godly man becomes the ungodly man's Bible. So you become a Bible for others to read. And people look at you and say, boy, why are they happy? Why, why are they happy? It reminds me, I went to, years ago, went to a restaurant in town, just a uh, uh, fast food restaurant. And the guy, there was a guy there who knew me from the university. He, he had been a coach years ago. And then at that time, he was teaching things on drugs and alcohol and so forth. And uh, so I walk into the place. He's not a Christian. But I walk into the place and I like to whistle. Anybody here like to whistle? few of you do, all right. Well, you know, he puts a melody in your heart. He puts pep in your step. I walk into the place, and I go up to the counter, and I'm going to order something. And the guy says, he's about 20 feet away, and he says, why are you so happy? Like, you know, what are you on? Yeah, what are you on? And I looked at him, and of course, there's other people that they heard him because he spoke quite loud, and they heard him, and I said, Jesus! Whole place went quiet. Eyes went back to him. No response. Back to me. I got my food and went over and sat down by him. Why would you be happy? Why would you be happy? What, are you, what makes you different than anybody else in the world? Jesus. That's who makes us different. We're not better than anybody else. No. But the relationship we have helps me to live on a higher plane than the natural. Now, I've been in the natural. Now I can be in the supernatural. When I was in the natural and I had things happen in my life and my, my athletic career went down, I was injured and so forth, just cut off and so forth, and so I filled up my life with booze and the things of the world because that's kind of what you do. You're filling voids. And then I give my life to Jesus and everything changes. And it's like, so I get rid of the world and the booze and all the other stuff. And I fill my life up with Jesus. Amen. I mean, we, we would go to a, we still, we're not any different today than we were then. We're just living for Jesus. Amen. We go to class. I go to more, I told you all about this. Work. We go to organic chemistry coming in 7 o'clock in the morning, and the professor thinks I'm a nut. And they know me. This is, I'm taking two semesters of organic chemistry with pharmacy and so forth, going to the medical area. And they think, you know, people look at us. They're looking, why, why are you happy? Well, are you happy? <laughs> If you're not happy, the happiness comes in Jesus. It's the relationship. Don't wait. Don't be waiting for God to prod you. He already has. He gave us his word and the spirit. So he's already done that. Now we have to respond. Good news of great joy for all the world. Amen. Mary responded. There'll be a fulfillment of those things which were told her. She responded to the Lord. Amen. So in the New Testament, we grow joy. All right. 
If you're growing a crop, you have to maintain the crop. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit, right? So you're, you're maintaining it. A farmer plants a crop, and he doesn't just leave it there. He does things to it. He wants it, of course, pray for water, but also he maintains it, keeps the insects from it or whatever that would come to, to uh, destroy it. He takes care of his crop. He maintains his crop. What is the goal of the farmer, though? He has a harvest, but does, is a farmer content like, well, we'll never have a year like this, never anymore? No, he keeps wanting to get a bigger crop. That's why, that's why SDSU produces genetics and hybrids and so forth to produce more. Say more. So if you have corn, let's produce more corn. So if there was a day and time we, we'd walk bean fields and so forth, we could walk. Well, now those rows get pretty slim because while wow, they're planting more, say more, <laughs> they're closer together and the plants are closer together and the more hybrids to produce more to get a bigger yield. If we have the fruit of the Holy Spirit, we want to be, get a bigger yield, right? So for lots of Christians, when it talks about love, joy, peace, and they're just, they, they come to church on Sunday just sucking air. <laughs> just trying to make it. But the good news is Jesus comes, lives in us to give us that life. I'm not kidding. I love living this way. I love shopping this way. Can be in Walmart. <laughs> Life is good, folks. It is good. If you don't think so, let me just say this. Because, because people are looking. People are looking for the people that, that are fortune tellers. They're looking for the soothsayers. They're looking to Islam. They're looking to Hinduism. They're looking for something for answers. Everybody is. Everybody in this planet is looking. Every person you meet is looking. What can fulfill me? What can help my life? Who can, who can I trust? And there is only one who's actually alive and his name is Jesus. Jesus Christ is the only one who is alive. And every other religion is worshiping somebody who is dead. Who cannot answer. So therefore, it's so important that we show this life. Galatians 5.20. Fruit of the Spirit. It's love, joy, and peace. All right? You grow joy. You grow it. All right? Now, for a lot of Christians, okay? Now, try, help me out here. Help me out. Look at me here. You get a little, <laughs> grow it, nurture it. Let's get some more. Water it with the word. Respond to the Holy Spirit. Good news of great joy for all people. Respond to the Holy Spirit. Water it, nurture it, maintain it. So that what happens, you get progressively more joy. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need more joy. <laughs> you need more joy. All right. So it's love, joy, and peace. Progressively, we get more of the fruit of the Spirit. More. I mean, just a couple more verses. All right. Romans 14, 17. 
So as Christians, kingdom of God is not, not food and drink. It's not all those things. It's righteousness, peace. And notice what it says, joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, this is the kingdom of God. I'm looking forward to heaven just because it's going to be a pretty happy place. Very joyful, very happy, very exciting, very wonderful, and so forth. You know, I'm looking for heaven that way. Why? Because it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost. That kingdom is in us with Jesus Christ. He is the king of that kingdom. There is a king of that kingdom. His name is Jesus. He lives in us. And he produces a right standing. He produces peace because Jesus is the prince of peace. And he produces joy in the Holy Ghost. So our part is to respond to that, to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's, that's what I want. Because the kingdom gives his citizens what? Joy. The, kingdom gives, the king gives his citizens peace. All from the kingdom. The king of the kingdom, that's what he gives us. Therefore, that's what I want to respond to. One more verse. Let me just say this. Romans 15, 13. We'll close with this. The God of hope fill you with joy, joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We can read it real quick or you can think about it. He's going to fill me with joy and peace if I believe. So in other words, like Steve Sampson said, I'm not going to get strong watching somebody else lift weights. Right? I, I see people all over in the gym and they're doing things and so forth. Now, some of the, at my age, I'm not going to do some of those things. But however, I'm not going to get strong. Like, Man, are they strong. Wow. Ladies are strong. I can't even lift that. But I'm not going to get strong. I'm not going to get strong by, well, I'm spending my time at the gym. I am. Spending my time at the gym. A lot of neat people here. Boy, it's fun to watch them work out. But I'm not going to get strong that way. I'm going to go in one way. I'm going to come out the same way. My muscles aren't going to be challenged. My faith muscles, you know, when we think in the spirit, aren't challenged. You get what? You'll fill you. Notice you'll fill you. Not a little bit. You fill you with joy and peace, but you've got to believe. You've got to respond. Amen? You have to have faith in action. And the natural guy says, you know, Pastor Dave, I'm going to be happy when I don't have any trouble. I'm going to, I'm going to be happy when I got a good job. I'm going to be happy when I got some money. Hit me up that day. I'll be happy then. I'll be happy when I got a house. No, no, no. You're happy just simply because of Jesus. It's not based on money, a job, a house, or anything like that in life. It's based on a relationship. So he'll fill you, notice, with all joy, just the supernatural joy. Folks, I know, I know I'm scratching the surface. I'm scratching the surface. So I can be in a machine, I'm sweating like crazy. But in the meantime, I'm just as happy as a lark because of the presence of the Lord. Because of Jesus. Because of what he's done. Because of who he is. People can say, well, that's because you're healthy. There was another time when I was on the top floor of Sanford Hospital, which was Sioux Valley at the time. I was both arms plugged with like five IVs and had a major incision in my body. 
drain tubes and everything else, and I couldn't even move. And I'd look out, I'd look out, and from that altitude, I could look out and see the countryside, and I'd say, hallelujah, hallelujah. And so I couldn't sleep because of the pain. I had so much pain, pain, uh, they couldn't manage it all. Severe pain. And I turn, I get this thing, I turn on this TV, and I find some preacher, like 3 o'clock in the morning, 3.30 in the morning. And so I find some preacher, and I thought, all right, just turn that baby up a little bit. Listen to their preaching the word and stuff. And the nurse came in. And they would come in about every, for sure, every half hour. There were 20 minutes, maybe, checking vital signs, making sure, monitoring kind of intensive areas. So checking all these things. And the nurse came in, and she said, wow, you're not going to get much sleep with that guy on. And I said, I'm not going to get much sleep with you coming in here either, you know. It's kind of like, well done. Okay. So you can praise God in any situation. Turn to the wall, you know, where, where Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. You're not going to look at all the other stuff, but turn your face to just the word of God. This is what I'm going to focus on. See, everything else may, your body may scream something, your head may scream something, but your spirit is also talking something. So respond to what your spirit man is saying, because it will supersede everything else. Amen? All right, let's, let's pray here. Let's lift our hands a second. Father, thank you that you are talking to us today. Holy Spirit, you're talking to us today, and you're helping us to grow in you. You're helping us to be like you. You're helping us to have your nature. And I pray for everybody here. Some of this might be totally new, but even people listening, I pray that they could grasp this, how good you are, how great it is to praise you, how wonderful it is to have peace and joy, 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 (laughs) everlasting joy, great joy, that we can shout for joy because of who you are. So, Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, help each, each person, each one of us, help us to grow Grow this fruit. Help us to maintain this fruit. Help us to practice your word, Lord God, that we would, that we would shine for you, Jesus, to this dark, wor- <clears throat> dark world. Lord, that we'd shine for you to bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. Okay, stand up a second. Please stand up. And I just speak a blessing over you today. I speak a blessing over your thoughts, a blessing over your habits, your actions, your jobs, your family or marriage. I speak a blessing over you and all that you do and all that you touch. I just thank you, Lord, that you are blessing them exceedingly, abundantly, above all they can ask or think in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Reach out, bless somebody, shake about five hands. If you want prayer, come on up. You want prayer for anything, come on up. We'll pray. God will answer. Good things are happening. We'll see you this week. It'll be a great week. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. 
For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.